102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 in ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, the weather is uh, not, you know, it's not too great right now, but it's going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what a lot going on in the show today. Like? Uh, well, uh, there are some things. Uh, maybe an interview, uh, potentially two. I don't know. Uh, well, look, we uh, we have uh, we could talk about um, uh, the great Patriots game yesterday. There's got to be something else we can talk about. There must be something else to focus in on. I'm sure we'll come up with something. Don't you worry about a thing. So there's that, all of that, and more. 535 and Rock 102. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You know, Nick Cannon has fathered uh, 12 children. And uh, even though one died in infancy, infancy, that leaves 11 that he needs to take care of. And that includes trips to Disneyland, and they ain't free. They used to be back when Nick just had his twins with Mariah Carey. He was working for Disney at the time, but now he has to pay like the rest of us schlubs. Mm-hmm. And he claims he spends $200,000 a year there. Quote, <sighs> every birthday and every Christmas, I'm literally at Disneyland once a month. It's expensive as F already uh, on the top of you're trying to stay in the hotel. It's not how mm. it used to be. You got to make reservations now. You know what would save him a lot of money with that many kids? What? Something called a condom. Yeah. Something called uh, the word no. We're not going to Disneyland again. Most kids only get like one chance in their lifetimes to go to Disneyland or Disney What's- World or wherever you're going. What's wrong with, say, you taking your kids to, I don't know, uh, the Norman Rockwell Museum or the Eric Carl Museum? He doesn't want to do that. Those are cheap. Listen, I'm guessing with 12 ki- or 11 kids going to Disneyland every month, which is ridiculous in itself. Right. But if you got that many kids, you're not watching all of them, and you are hiring somebody to take care of them and take them on the rides and do all that stuff. So eh, I don't want to hear your first world problems about how much Disneyland costs for you, Nick Cannon. Couldn't he just pick some of his favorite kids? <laughs> yeah, I know. Wouldn't that be easier? All right, you three. Yeah. You're coming. Yeah. The rest of you, clean the garage. Yeah, the other eight of you, no thanks. Eight is enough. Right. Why don't you go sit home and binge watch that, and you tell me why you don't want to go? Why I'm not taking you to Disneyland this month? Dad doesn't brats. love you that much. He doesn't. He loves uh, he, but he loves ladies. He loves lots of ladies. Yes, he does. Yeah, but he doesn't love any of your mothers anymore. He only loved them for a little while. You'll understand what that means when you get into the show business. Yeah, someday it'll all make sense to you. Uh, uh, Christmas is a time for family and togetherness and holiday cheer, but sometimes you need to watch a little naughty movie to balance uh, everything out. You want a list of naughty movies you shouldn't watch with your kids? Hold on, let me grab a pen. A Bad Mom's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Anna and the Apocalypse. Uh Uh-huh. Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2. Okay. Better Watch Out. 
uh, Black Christmas from 1974, plus the remake in 06 and the 2019 reimagining of the movie. <laughs> uh, the Children uh, from 2008. Christmas, Bloody Christmas. That sounds good. Oh, I think my kids would be into that. They like a good uh, slasher Santa you oh, know, yeah. chopping up elves. Uh, Christmas Evil. The Gremlins. Oh, yeah, I guess Gremlins would be a Christmas movie in, in yeah, a it way. Was. Uh, Krampus. The Night Before. Rare Exports. A Christmas Tale. The Ref. Silent Night. And Silent Night. Bloody Night. Oh, you got to get all the Silent Nights in there. And then right. you got Silent Night. Deadly Night after that. And then Violent Night to f- finish off the list. I forgot all about The Ref. It was actually a pretty cool movie. That was a very funny movie. Actually. It was. Uh, that's back when like Kevin Spacey didn't creep everybody out. That's when Dennis Leary was uh, still stealing off of Bill. What's his name? Uh, who was that guy that died? Who <laughs> was the comedian? <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, Bill Hader. Bill. No, no not Bill Hader. Hader. Bill uh, uh, not dead. Bill Hader. Bill. Um, why am I blanking on his on the guy's name? One of the great comics of all time. I don't know. I can't. I can't figure it out. Uh, oh my either. god! I feel someone's gonna. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna yell at us. They're yelling at their radio. Bill right? Hicks. Bill Hicks. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Uh, remember the Cash Me Outside girl from Doctor Phil? I do. Uh, I, uh, yeah. This is because uh, anyway, she was able to parlay being the worst human being on earth into a multi-million dollar career as a rapper and influencer. You remember that whole thing? I do. Uh, her real name is Daniel Bergoli, but she calls herself Bad Bobby, and now she's having a baby of her own. Bad Bobby's got a baby? Yeah. Over the weekend, she posted uh, two pictures of herself with a bun in the oven. She's 20 years old, and she does have a steady boyfriend, so he's apparently the dad. Sometimes you really have to cry for this country, don't you? You really do. Yeah. Why Why was, of all the kids on the Dr. Phil show that could have been successful, why her? I don't know. But you know what? If she's smart about it, she'll keep all that money and invest the money that she made from that bad Bob. Remember she bought the mother a house and all that stuff? Right. So hopefully she does good with the money and not, uh, you know, maybe she'll, or maybe karma will kick kick her right in the butt by having a kid that says the same thing she does. You're buying moms a house is the least you can do for being one of the world's worst children. Is she really a worse child? Worse child? If she bought her mom a house after all, well, the, all no. the crap that she put her mother through. Well, that's what I'm saying. Everything yeah. that she put her mother through. You know, the least you could do is buy a house. At least you could do that. Uh, Emily Blunt still deals with upset fans of The Office who think John Krasinski should still be with Jenna Fisher in real life. Hard to argue with that. You know, because the show ended with them getting married, right? And people somehow don't realize that he's an actor and that's not his real life. It's too she's, bad because uh, nothing wrong with Jenna Fisher. She's, she says, quote, whenever I walk beside him, people still shout out, I wish you were with Pam. They ask, where's Pam? I'm like, she's not here. <laughs> Emily adds that she and John adore Jenna and she's one of their closest friends. She and John have been married since 2010 and shared two children. Jenna has also been married since uh, 2010 and her and her husband have kids. So they're not getting together. No matter how much you want to make that happen. Well, they, you know, they had their chance. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift generated 26.1 billion streams on Spotify, which means she'll pocket $100 million in royalties from them this year. She also just became the first artist to have uh, five top ten albums at the same time. Jesus. 
And she still couldn't make the Chiefs beat the Packers last night. Well, how has that happened? I don't know. Well, maybe she'll uh, turn things around when she comes to Gillette in a few weeks. And Kim Kardashian uh, revealed, uh, wait a minute, this is not the right one that I had. <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I just have to let you know, because I don't write all of these, and, I, and, and these people don't want recognition. Right. But, but once th- people have been sending these in, which is great. Takes the burden off of you. Well, I don't have to do it, right? But right. I, but I just want to recognize that there are much more creative and talented people out there than myself. <laughs> Kim Kardashian actually accidentally flashed her butt last week while modeling a, modeling a nude colored uh, suede dress for some Instagram snaps. Really? Right? She must have had something to say. Oh my God! The last time I showed this much nude and butt was when Ray J pulled out of the whisker biscuit and splattered some oyster shooters across the back in that sex oh. tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Uh, Caitlin. I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chriscom, but uh, we once enjoyed a lovely Sunday of some movies and music. First, we watched uh, the classic story, On Golden Showers. <laughs> then it was time for the sci-fi flick, Close Encounters of the Turd Kind. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is uh, we watched the family classic, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the one that's spelled with the S-H. <laughs> And after some cleaning up and wiping down, we capped off the weekend by pouring the Chardonnay and lighting the candles for a glorious evening of gazing into each other's eyes and having multiple simultaneous arrivals while listening to the ever-romantic soft rock of Mr. Spurdy Higgins. (laughs) Do you remember the soft sounds of Spurdy Higgins? I do. When you remember, it'll hit you right in the face. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? So, here's a question for you Is Mac Jones currently available? Look, I hate to say I told you so because that would be obnoxious. However, I believe that on any uh, that on Friday I predicted that Bailey Zappi would be no more effective than any other Patriots starting quarterback, and based upon the six nothing shutout that the Patriots endured at the hands of the equally mediocre LA Chargers yesterday, it appears as though I told you so. Look at these numbers: six to zero. That should tell you everything you need to know from the box score. You had over three hours of football, and not a single pass landed in the hands of a receiver for a touchdown. The Chargers couldn't do it, and neither could the Patriots. Why? Because what you saw yesterday was a disgrace. To call it a dumpster fire would be an insult to actual dumpster fires. Watching this game is like spending the day watching pornographic cuck videos. You know there's some sort of action going on, but there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop it. Nor is there any way you can avoid all that needless humiliation. Why, just take a look at Bailey Zappi. For the last 11 weeks, everybody was under the impression that he would be a much better option than Mac Jones until he actually became the first option. And true to my prediction, he played like straight-up garbage, too. 13 completions, 141 yards, and a total of 39 of those yards coming in the first half. And oh yeah, he was sacked five times. Now, you might say, but Baxi, Zappi was playing in lightly rainy conditions. You can't expect a guy to play effectively in lightly rainy conditions, to which I would say you're right. You can't expect that kind of thing, especially if you're Bailey Zappi and you're playing for the New England Patriots. Of course, in fairness, Justin Herbert wasn't playing that great either, but that's mostly because he plays for a crummy team too. Either way, the Patriots are now up to face the Steelers in Pittsburgh next Sunday, leaving many to wonder whether the Patriots can just opt to stay home instead. 
because absolutely nothing good is going to come from that game either. And frankly, I'm finding them painful to watch. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I'm picturing a clear with tonight, slicing up strips of steak and searing them on a Blackstone. Honey, toss us out. I'll be right in. The Blackstone 28 Outdoor Griddle is a is 250 bucks right now at Rocky's. You're saving 100 bucks. Your grilling destination is right next door at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield Classic Rock at 612 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, cloudy this morning, then maybe some sunshine this afternoon with a high of 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if you're going to be listening to uh, the daily podcast later on, you should know that it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. So Friday night, I had the uh, opportunity to uh, open the show. Uh, for Bill Posley, who, uh, you know, is Bill's uh, high school talent show that we had him in here last week talking about. Yeah. What a cool, what a cool experience and what a, what a great show all around. It was, uh, it was just something really cool to be a part of. He was making, he's making a documentary out of this whole thing. And, uh, you know, when he came in here, we had to sign releases and, and all that stuff. So right. we're going to be on camera. That's awesome. I don't know when this thing is going to be uh, released. And it's a uh, Netflix thing, right? I don't know. I don't think they've shopped. I don't think anybody's actually picked it up. I know that they have, you know, people, uh, you know, funding this thing. I, I believe, and uh, and it'll eventually be somewhere. But uh, great concept, yeah. for a comedy show and a really cool guy. I mean, it's a very very nice guy from, uh, you know, grew up at uh, in he Wilbraham. Grew, he grew up in Springfield actually, and he went, went to, to well, Minichog, went to Minichog, right. and uh, it was it, it reminded me of. Like the old John Leguizamo HBO specials where he'd like do comedy, but then he'd do skits and stuff in between. Basically making yeah. it like a one-man show kind of thing. Right. So, the I mean, the way he kind of pumped this up was like this was this talent show that anybody's going to be a part of. And in, in, in reality, it was just a bunch of people that he knew, um, you know, from high school or from, from around the area. Right. And they did, there was music, there was a music group, there was a, a comedian, there was a... Uh, like a, a sketch group that did like a like 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 a skit kind of thing. Okay, and then and then Bill comes out at the end uh, doing comedy. Like he's part of the talent show as well, but it's really just him doing all this stand up for all the people that he grew up with. And <laughs> and and he and he talks about his life, and he's got a, he's got like a. Uh, like a PowerPoint thing behind him, showing different images of different things that he he went through, and uh, you know, growing up with with girls and and friends and bullying and all this other stuff. That, Ma- that many of whom were in the crowd. Many of whom were in the crowd. There was a lot of people there uh, that were you know they were obviously into the show. And uh, from from what I heard from MGM was that was the most packed show they've had on a Friday night before. Wow. And uh, I know they did it Saturday. I wasn't part of the Saturday show because uh, I had another obligation that night. But uh, I think it, I think it was very successful uh, the way it, <clears throat> the way the Friday show went over. So I'm sure the sh- Saturday one went over pretty damn good too. But and what, did you uh, you knock him dead with your extraordinary uh, right. MC talents? So get this. So they give me this thing to read, right? Yeah. And it says, uh, you know, this part you can say whatever you want. But this part has to be that way because he's filming this thing, and it's part of the skit. It's part of the the whole thing. So I I was like, 
I practiced this thing a thousand times last week. A, a thousand <laughs> times, right? And I was like, I know I got this. Like, I'm going to be able to do this. And I did. I got up. I did, you know, the little intro thing. And then I went into this paragraph to start the show. Right. And I get all the way to the very last line. And I can't remember the name of the damn character that he's having me introduce. <laughs> I feel like it. it I feel, it's so stupid. It's it's. But it felt like I was at my own high school talent show. Sure, you know, like oh. Uh, but you did you get the name out? I got the name out, and then the show started, and then that was it. And it, and really, the show was about him. It wasn't about me. It no, was, but it was. It was. It, it, I don't think anybody really cared after that. But wouldn't it be hilarious though if they keep that in the final uh, presentation? They probably will because there's no other way of getting around it because it was an intro for him unless they use unless whoever it was that came on Saturday. Saturday night, right. they probably use that footage instead. Why don't you take this the wrong way? I mean, I, I, uh, I mean this out of uh, great yeah. respect. Yeah. But if you were going to try to phony up a local talent show, yeah. the best way to do it is by having people completely mess up on stage. Yeah. I, I so mean, in a way, I think what they're trying to achieve, you just did. Uh, I know, you know, he had a little pep talk before the show uh-huh. uh, backstage. Where he said, don't mess up anything? No, he said, listen, uh, go out there and do your best, and if you fail, fail hard, because we want to see that. Like, that was part of the, the, the whole thing. And I was like, well, at least I failed a little bit. You're in, man. You're, you're going to be in the trailer. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I just, don't you hate that, though? You can... You, I spent so much time just trying to remember that because I didn't want to screw it up for this guy because yeah. he put so much effort into it, and you know, there's a lot of talent involved in, in in putting something like this together, and I messed it up for him. You know, I, I, that's happened to me a number of times. Yeah, and a number of times when I literally had the script in front of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, the uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony. You know, I had I had a like a whole you know list, list of acknowledgments. Yeah. To make, and the one line I skipped was going to be the best line of the day and I literally because they were you know they, they had a countdown clock right and I was winding down to like 10 seconds and I think and I just for whatever reason completely yeah. missed it sit down and say oh damn it I missed okay. my best line I was at that uh, that that luncheon too I don't think anybody cared about a countdown clock compared to the other people oh, that no, got no, up no. and spoke. Yeah, but you I, actually stuck within the seven minutes that you were given, <laughs> and everybody else was like, ah, 21 minutes? We got a time for another story? Come on. Yeah, well, there's the one guy that went on for 45 minutes. Ugh. But nevertheless, it's like you you, you plan, you prepare, you hope to have everything uh, come out correctly, and then you blow it. Yeah. I know that feeling all too well. I do that every day. Yeah, I do it every day too. But again, this is the college radio show on steroids, so this is not like nobody's really holding us to or holding our feet to the fire to be perfect for anything. People expect <coughs> people expect that kind of behavior from us. Right? They expect us to screw it up when you're in the middle of a uh, like a really important show that's being filmed for a professional documentary. <laughs> that's really not the time to screw things up. Yeah, but he, get, but he told you if you're gonna if you're gonna I eat know, it, I, eat it big. I know, but it's like you know you because I felt like it was such an honor to be part of this whole thing because it really was. I mean, it, it was a, a yeah. huge uh, and he he's such a good hearted guy. Like you can tell that he's really into community. He is filthy. Really? Absolutely filthy, this kid, right? <laughs> and I call him a kid. He's only a few years younger than me, but but he's he's filthy, real and filthy. His stand up is hilarious. And if you ever get a chance to go see this guy, I highly recommend it. Yeah, Bill Polsley. 
I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm glad it went well because, like I said, he's a an incredibly likable guy. He came in here tw- uh, what, twice now. Yeah, and uh, you'll hopefully we'll have him back down uh, down the road. I can't tell the joke because it's because it's just not it's not a, it's not acceptable for the air. Right. But he he does this th- he did this thing and he was doing it like multiple times throughout the act. Where he has this like really heartfelt thing to say, yeah, and then all of a sudden, bam! It's like getting hit by a bus. He comes out with this line that's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I can't believe that he just said that!" Like, like you just weren't expecting it. He kind of reels you in a little bit. So it was a, it was a, it was a really uh, great show, and uh, you know, kudos to all the people that came out for that and yeah. uh, and supported him, and uh, and the people who performed too. There were some really good acts, the the music and the comedy, and it was really good. And we'll keep everybody up to date when that thing actually uh, gets released and Absol- where to watch it. Absolutely. It's six twenty one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Rock one hundred and two, Springfield's classic rock at six twenty seven. Temple of the Dog and Hunger Strike with Bax and Nagel at Rock one hundred and two. Uh, Dan Brown uh, will give you the uh, forecast because he's he really likes to. Uh, Rock 102 is giving you 12 chances to win some great prizes throughout the month of December with the 12 days of prize match. You go to rock102.com, you sign up every weekday starting uh, today through uh, Tuesday, December 19th. We'll give away a $200 value gift to one of 12 great local businesses like North Elm Butcher Block, On Point Connections, The Gold Trader, Hilltown Chic, Jimmy's Pub, and many more. It's the 12 Days of Prizes from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. All right, you ready to laugh? I am. All right, let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. What is the most terrifying word in nuclear physics? I don't know, Steve. What's the most terrifying word in nuclear physics? Oops. Ah, you get it? You know what? Yeah, you know, blow the place up. Blown up. Yeah, yeah. Blown yeah. up good. Yeah. <laughs> 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Traffic alert. Hug. County Road in Southampton is closed today. It's actually County Road North in Southampton. Closed on uh, uh, today due to a motor vehicle crash into a utility pole. According to the Southampton Police, County Road North is closed from East Street to East Hampton's Pomeroy Street. Uh, they're, at being, they're asking you to use Cook Road as a detour uh, today. The work crews anticipate that the work will go on into the daylight hours today and will affect the morning commute. No word on any injuries from the crash or the cause, and uh, we'll bring you updates if we get them, hmm. which we probably won't have any, unless we call the Southampton police. Well, let's hope that uh, we do get updates. Who's got time for that, though? I would like to think that they have time for that. A uh, routine traffic stop on Wednesday in Deerfield escalated into a high-speed chase, leading to the arrest of two individuals with a stolen vehicle, firearms, and a substantial quantity of suspected cocaine. At around 1.15 a.m. on Wednesday, Trooper Owen King. Owen! Get me a soda with some ice in it! Yeah, mama! Uh, stationed at the State Police Shelburne Falls uh, barracks, noticed a blue Acura sedan with an unidentifiable license plate passing his uh, location. Upon confirming the inactive license plate, Trooper King uh, o- activated his cruiser lights Instead of complying, the Acura accelerated, initiating a brief but intense chase that concluded with the Acura crashing. At the crash site, uh, Trooper King and Trooper Ryan Costello. 
Was like Abbott and Costello? No, there? he's a Ryan and Costello. Uh, arrested the driver, 28-year-old Deshua Rolden of East Hartford, who initially provided a false name. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, okay. What's your real name? Uh, Fred Johnson? No, no, that's not your real name. We found out you're Dashua Rolden. Do you think I'd want to be walking around being called Dashua? I'm telling everybody I got a different yeah, name than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the passenger, Raekwon Edwards, uh, 28, uh, was also taken into custody. He's also from Hartford. A subsequent search of the stolen Acura uncovered the discovery of a loaded 45 caliber pistol with a defaced serial number, a loaded 9mm pistol, and approximately 927 grams of suspected crack powder cocaine. The uh, crack and powder cocaine. The inventory also included items associated with the consumption of distri- distribution of illegal narcotics. The stolen vehicle was traced back to an incident in the Bronx several weeks prior. Both suspects were booked uh, with bail set at $10,000 each and are scheduled to be arraigned in Greenfield District Court. Well, there you go. Ah, I'll be damned. Highfalutin uh, action going on up in Deerfield. Right? Yeah, you know, listen, uh, Deerfield is as uh, prone to the drug trade as any other community. Yeah, I guess Maybe so. Maybe even more so. You know, it's you know what it is? It's that I-91 corridor going all the way up to Canada. It's the Canadians. They're sending in all right. these drugs across the board. We need to build a, a wall or something up there in Canada. Yeah, right right at the Canadian border. Yeah, keep those Canucks out. Last thing you want are Canadians infiltrating our American way of life. Like giving you good weed. You know, they gave us Loverboy. <laughs> After that, we should have said, okay, we're full. Well, we had Alan Thicke. That was a, that was a treat. Alanis Morissette. Uh, any number of Canadians uh, that have made this country great. It's the ones trying to sneak the good weed into this country that we're trying to keep out. <laughs> After almost 40 years in business, Wilbraham Seafoods and Restaurant has announced its closure. The seafood restaurant, located at 2341 Boston Road, announced the closure on its Facebook page on Friday by stating it has not been the same since the heart of the business retired and how the post-COVID uh, made things more difficult. Uh, the restaurant wrote in its closure announcement, It's been a pleasure getting to know many of you over the years, and I'm sad I could not properly say goodbye. Wilbraham Seafoods and Restaurant was started by George and Chris uh, Giancopoulos over 30 years ago and was a local favorite. According to their website, they offered fresh seafood, dinners, party platters, specials, baked seafood, and more. But no longer will they do that. Hmm. That's uh, I never I knew where that place was. I've never I, I, been never, in there. Never went. I think it was over by uh, that little plaza uh, where the Boar's Head used to be, but then it was yes. called something, and now it's called the Route 20 Bar or something like that. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think it was over in that area there. But I never, I never went there. I never even knew that they had dinners there, either. I, you know, I've been living around that area for a long time. I, I've, I'm uh, ashamed to say I didn't even uh, think about going in there. You know what else? Other seafood place closed. That Steve's Boston Seafood in Enfield. That closed really? Yeah, the guy bought it from the uh, Steve. It was used to be called Steve's, and then that guy sold it to this new. It was called Petros or something like that. Okay, and it was pretty much the same place like he didn't change much which mm. usually people like people don't like when you go in and make major changes to a place that's been there for a long long time especially when it comes to seafood and they made the the fresh lobster rolls it would take Ooh, you yeah. almost 30 minutes to get a lobster roll sandwich because they that's how fresh it was they steamed it and then they took it apart and you know made the uh, made the salad for you and everything wow uh but yeah that place is gone too unbelievable you know, things come and go all the time 
Yeah, I think the pandemic really screwed a lot of things up, though. You know, a lot of these places, you know, that weren't, that couldn't get ARPA funds, couldn't, you know, there's, not every business was able to get those, even the ones that applied for them. Yeah. So, it was like a select few that got lucky. I don't like hearing that kind of thing. You know, like, you you, you want places to, to thrive, but, you know, it's hard to say whether it's, you know, pandemic driven. How are they doing before the pandemic? Yeah, it's like, you know, were they doing that great going into it? Well, if the fact that they were that they still survived it for a period of time is impressive. Yeah, but it's also like how much can you survive? Like if you if you lost a ton of money during that time because you didn't have the same business you had beforehand and then they, you're trying to get it back and I don't know, it must be tough. I got to tell you for like a like a 9-month period of time I thought this place was on the on the <laughs> on flimsy ground. Well, we were. Uh, that's why uh I think we still are on flimsy ground. Not as flimsy as we used to be. I don't know. You We're start far less to, flimsy. You start talking to people, and they will tell you different. Uh, police in Chicopee are warning residents of an uptick in scams this holiday season. According to the Chicopee Police, residents are receiving calls asking them to update their billing information for Medi- Medicare. This is a couple of old people got scammed by this yeah. whole thing. Because if somebody asks me, calls me and asks me for Medicare, you're like, you have old Medicare. To be Medicare. But if you called and asked me, uh, hey... Yeah, interested in some whiskey and slip insides, and I'm like, "Am I? I will take that." <laughs> sure. Why? What's the? Yeah. How did? How does that sound like it could be? Uh, you false. Here's my social security number. Go ahead. My mother's maiden name and everything. You take it all. Here are all the answers to my security questions. Uh, the caller says the residents' bills won't be covered unless they update personal information with them. Officials urge residents not to give out any personal information and instead call the provider directly to confirm its legitimacy. Out uh, of Palmer, the Palmer Fire Department rescued a cat on Gate Street that was stuck in a drainage pipe on Saturday. No kidding. Now, well, which one of you boys is going to go down and get that wet pussy cat out of the pipe? How do you uh, how do you get that wet pussy cat out of that pipe? Well, you're gonna have to grease it up a little bit. Really? Yeah. I was gonna think a lot of suction would get rid of that pussy cat in that pipe. Well, who's got big suction enough to get that wet pussy cat out of the gutter? Anyway, emergency crews were able to safely remove the cat from the pipe. <laughs> uh, now officials seek the public's help in identifying the owner. Uh, who abandoned the animal. If you have any information regarding the incident, you're asked to call the Milltown Animal Control. I I never understand why cats are running freely in neighborhoods. I, I never understood that. Um, well, it's not... They may not have... They may have snuck out of the house. You know, I mean, there's very few people in uh, in city settings that just let their cat out. Are you sure about that? Because there's lots of cats everywhere. Oh, I know. I'm not saying they're not uh, they're not there. I'm just yeah. saying that uh, you know it's you're not supposed to just let your cat out. You're not you're not supposed to let your pussy cat out without a leash. Nope. Those things should only be on the indoors. Uh, I just I, I I just think that people who say they love animals so much, yeah. why are they not in your home? There's a cat that comes around my house. Oh, Every, mine, uh, mine too. Oh, I see him on the cameras, and he, you know what he does? He pees on the porch, oh, does his little spray thing, and then he takes off. Like, uh, 
probably heard me talking about pussy cats on the radio and probably yeah. was like, I can't stand listening to this guy. Can't stand when that guy does that stuff. When I had cats, I never let them outside. There's diseases they can catch outside. You know that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's not healthy. Do, why would you do that to your cat? I don't know. I don't know. Some people feel like cats should be outdoors. They, at least foraging keep, and hunting. Keep them contained. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't watch where your pet is. I don't, I don't have an answer for you, Steve. A uh, woman is recovering from serious injuries after a steel bar came crashing through her SUV's windshield. Police in Weston, Mass., are trying to still figure out where the object came from. The piece of metal is approximately 15 pounds and almost two feet long. Jeez. She has a serious injury, but it does not appear to be life-threatening, according to Weston Police Chief Dennis Leinhen. Uh, it happened uh, Thursday afternoon. Police said a car got a flat tire after hitting something on the road along Route 20. There were two other cars behind it when it happened. He hit this piece of metal in the roadway. He uh, knew he hit something, and it appears that the piece of metal then flew in the air for a period of time and then went through the windshield of a second vehicle striking the operator. Jesus. We're going to have to do a little bit of investigation here in regards to who, if we can find this, where this piece of metal came from, but, but it does not appear that it came from the vehicle that had the flat tire. It actually looks like this piece of metal could have actually come from underneath the undercarriage of a larger truck. This story doesn't say it, but I remember reading this over the weekend in a different source, and it was a like a it was a shock mm-hmm. for a, for a truck, you know, like a suspension, yeah, uh, piece of metal, like the the big, yeah. I don't know uh, if it's a shock or whatever you, whatever you call it. I don't I don't know my mechanical. It's a piece of a truck. Piece of a truck, and uh, it's like somebody must have known. Because if you're your your truck would be bouncing all over the place without that piece of metal there, right? And you'd feel every bump that you go over. Can you imagine you're you're just you know innocently driving your vehicle, and the next thing you know, there's a rod, a metal rod, you know, piercing your uh, your car like a pincushion. Dude, years ago, I was probably 21 or 22 years old, and I'm driving in Florida on I-4 near Orlando. Yeah, and I'm in this. The traffic is going 70 miles an hour, bumper to bumper. Yeah. It's scary, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no way for me to move, and I'm stuck behind this dump truck with a load full of stones. And every once in a while, one yep. of the stones pops out and starts hitting the car. And it's like, I can't do any, I can't move, I can't do anything to get away from the back of this truck. Right. And these uh, jerks, these Florida driving jerks won't let me get over. Because they all know that they don't want to be behind the truck that's spitting out the rocks and screwing up your car. Don't most truck drivers know they're supposed to secure their load? Well, I, sometimes... And uh, prevent things from falling out of their truck? Sometimes those truck drivers like to show off their loads. I suppose. Drop it all over the highway. Get some speedy dry out there to clean it all up. I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris. Right. But there you go. Uh, and a couple in Kentucky uh, is upset after someone gunned down the inflatable Santa in their yard last weekend. <laughs> they were watching TV when they heard a loud bang. They looked outside and noticed that the giant inflatable Santa had been had fallen over. But the footage from the surveillance camera made it even scarier. A car turned around in their court, drove past their house, and apparently shot at the Santa. It's unclear who the shooter was or who ordered the hit. You know, because that's like a m- mafia hit. Sure. Uh, the inflatable was new, and they had just bought it for $200. Fortunately, a neighbor helped them patch the bullet hole. No one was hurt except the Santa, but the community is concerned because this happened very close to the homes, and now the police are investigating. Who? What kind of 
sick, sick human being would do something like that. I don't know. On the she, other hand, you know, we're, like we were talking about the Halloween decorations yeah. and the you know how intricate a lot of the displays were. I'm driving around the other day. Someone had left all of their Halloween decorations still up, but what they did was they put Santa Claus hats and everything that was out there. Oh, that's an easy way to do it, right? That I thought that's a that's a brilliant way of not having to take stuff down and put stuff back up. So they're gonna put a hearts out there for Valentine's Day and then shamrocks for you know you could do the whole year. You can well, change would, it up. I would like to think that after the holidays, I'll take all that stuff down. Yes, but there's more holidays. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. Maybe you could put uh, like a, get an Abe Lincoln thing out there. Uh, Ooh, yeah, for President's Day. Yeah, yeah, no, right. yeah. Leprechauns for St. Patrick's Day. Well, well, that would be yeah, a leprechaun with a, with a Santa Claus hat on. What about uh, Easter? You can get, uh, was it like a jack-o'-lantern with rabbit ears on it? Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Sure. Hey, listen, we got all kinds of ideas for these people. At some point, you just don't want to clean your yard. Where was this? What uh, what section of town was this in? <sighs> was it the orchard? Maybe in the orchard. I saw somebody putting Christmas hats on their Halloween display. Hey, whatever works, yeah. right? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, cloudy to start, then sunshine by the afternoon with a high of 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Have you seen all these lists? I'm going to need... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652, and uh, Alice Cooper on Rock 102. You almost forgot who he was. Didn't you? I, it almost slipped my mind, Steve. Well, it's, uh, you know, like much like me forgetting the speech. You hear something a thousand times a week, and well, uh, you forget the name of it. You know what it is? You came in here this morning and said, I can't, you know, it, it's taken a whole week before you recovered from the Mayflower Marathon. I thought I recovered, and then I walked in here this morning and say I need another two or three days that, to shake it off. That is the, uh, that is the truth. I, I, it's like I've slept, like, so long almost every night. Yeah. Except for the nights I had to like do something, and then having to stay up late Friday and Saturday night this weekend, it just knocks the crap out of you. I uh, I haven't really had yeah a great night's sleep since me me either. really I, haven't. But I've been sleeping long. Like I just want to keep going back to bed. Like I want to stay in bed. Yeah, but I I can't. I have to. I have obligations. Hey, uh, this week on Backseat's Musical Podcast, I'm welcoming back my friend Rory Sullivan Burke. I talked to him back in April of uh, of twenty. 20- April of last year when he had released a book called The Light Pours Out of Me, the authorized biography of uh, John McGeoch. McGeoch was a brilliant guitar player who died in 2004 at the age of 48. Uh, that story, and by the way, that's his first book, and uh, the first person to interview him with that book was me, which I don't, didn't even realize that at the time. But the book is now being made into a documentary film with an incredible lineup of, uh, of help uh, putting this thing together, and we'll be—you'll uh, be able to hear that interview uh, now on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on RockOne Hundred Two dot com. Uh, do you ever collect VHS tapes? When uh, back in the day, did you have a like collection uh, of them? Probably for the kids. I, I had know. a couple. Yeah, I had a couple for the kids, but yeah. not too many for myself. I think, well, probably your kids, it was more of a DVD collection, I would imagine, at that point. Uh, around the time my kids were born, that was like towards the end of yeah. VHS tapes. Well, if you collected VHS tapes, chances are you had a copy of Titanic. It was one of the top-selling tapes with more than $25 million in circulation. Uh, there is a, uh, well, is that like a box in the basement is considered in circulation? Because I don't know where else you'd find these things. There's a guy in Florida named J.D. who says he's trying to collect... 
one million copies of Titanic on VHS, or around one in 25 copies that have existed. Why? I don't know. He's got 2,477 copies already, so he's got a long way to go. He playfully jokes around about his fandom, but the dedication is real. He spent a few years collecting already, and the Titanic was a double VHS. It was the two-tape VHS, meaning this is uh, taking up serious space in his house. You know, Bill Posley had a joke on Friday about this, about trying to get uh, comfortable with the ladies back in high school. Right. And being romantic by putting on Titanic and then getting into the groove and go, oh, sorry, I got to get up and change the tape because you got the second one (laughs) coming through here. (laughs) And he claims he already has the uh, the world's largest uh, collection of the Titanic soundtrack on CD. Oh, my God. Obviously, he won't get to one million by hitting up thrift shops. He needs your help. So he's asking people to donate their spare copies to him by mailing them to him. You'll have to cover the shipping. Why? He should be covering the no shipping kidding. if he wants these things. If you're interested in participating in the address, the, uh, the address is P.O. Box 5355 Largo, Florida. All right, I'm going to uh, guess. This is just speculation on my part. Yeah. I'm going to guess this is not a married guy. I don't think he is. I don't no, think, I think so either. Single. I can't imagine a single wife in America allowing any man to bring in a thousand units of anything to a house unless it's dollars yeah yeah i can only imagine that too maybe he's gonna sell this collection maybe he figures if he collects a million of these things some some rich guy who's you know he's got millions of dollars burning hole in his pocket really wants a titanic vhs collection right double vhs for each one (laughs) You know how much space that takes up that would cover the every square foot of your home you would, yeah, you would have no place to, you'd have to dedicate like an entire room, multiple rooms, I would imagine. Yeah, and it's it's not that great of a movie. I want to know how, what 2,000 of them looks like. He's got 2,000 already. I, I, I really don't know, and I can't even imagine uh, it's a million. I mean, it's a movie that you already knew what the ending was. The ship goes down. I feel weird sometimes because I don't have anything that I'm really into. Like, I don't, there's nothing. What about edibles? Yeah, I'm really into those. But, I mean, I'm talking about, like, a hobby. Like, a uh, that's a dependency versus <laughs> a hobby. I'm talking about a hobby. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't, there's nothing. I like knickknack stuff. I like odd things. Sure. Uh, but I don't, uh, there's nothing out there that I, oh, I got to have all of the collection of this or all yeah. of the collection of that. I got to tell you, I'm kind of, uh, I am kind of, uh that guy though. yeah you are that guy with the yeah. music with the with the yeah the records and the the cds and everything uh, like there are some bands i can't just have one or two of them i've got to have all of them yeah and that's not uh that's just not right well it might not be right but i'm just saying i'm not that kind of person at yeah. all i i just can't get into one thing so much that it consumes <laughs> me yeah i uh i i tend to find myself like uh, like if a band say has like 20 records well, I want to have all 20. Yeah. Which is stupid because it costs money to have all 20. Yeah. There's probably like 15 bands like that that I've got. I got the whole damn thing. I don't really know why. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Is there a guy out there that there's probably like a, if there's a guy who's into Titanic. Yeah. Is there a guy who's into like pornography? Like so much that he's got like oh I got I want two million copies of Debbie Does Dallas. Well, there was only like a million copies made. I still want two million copies. (laughs) 
you know, how do you how do you fill a house like that? I don't I don't I don't know. There's got to be somebody out there who's like really into pornography so much that he's got an entire like DVD VHS collection. I'm trying to remember who the hell it was. Somebody had an enormous uh you know, pornography collection. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't remember if it was like a like Jose Canseco or, you know, Oh, that, uh, now you're ringing a bell. Something's ringing a bell, but yeah. some sports guy who had a ton of porn. Like, it was a ridiculous amount of porn. Well, it's... Like, you can't possibly go through all that much porn in a day. Depending on who you talk to, it's art, in a way. If it was a baseball player, no wonder he needed that Tommy John surgery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot, you know of, fin- a lot of finger painting going on there. It's 659 at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, great news everybody. The postseason bowl schedule is out for college football. And as you know, there's nothing I like better than skirting all my normal responsibilities to attend to football games I wouldn't normally watch otherwise. 43 games in 24 days, all of which begin in exactly 12 days from today. Oh, sure, there are some things that are, some that are better than others, and, but how can you turn a blind eye to all the history and pageantry of this glorious college football tradition? I mean, you got them all. You got the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the Cricket Celebration Bowl, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowls, the Avocado for Mexico, Mexico Cure Bowl, the Isleta New Mexico Bowl, the LA Bowl, the Radiance Technology Bowl, the famous Toastery Bowl, the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, the, and the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. And you also have some stupid ones, too, like the Birmingham Bowl, the Camellia Bowl, the Lockheed Martin Armed Services Bowl, the famous Idaho Potatoes Bowl, the 68 Ventures Bowl, the SRS Distribution Bowl, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, the Quick Lane Bowl, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the Capital One Orange Bowl, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, the Serve You Pro First Responders Bowl, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, the Military Bowl, presented by GoBowling.com, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, the Direct TV Holiday Bowl, and I haven't even talked about the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, the Pop-Tarts Bowl, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, the Cheese it Citrus Bowl, or any of the other great college football matchups that I'll be watching. Of course, the real question is, who's playing in the CFP semifinals at the Rose Bowl presented by Prudential or the All-State Sugar Bowl? Well, I'll tell you, you got number four Alabama taking on top-ranked Michigan to the Rose Bowl and number three Texas against number two Washington in the Sugar Bowl. While many will wonder why the undefeated Florida Seminoles were left out of the CFP semifinals, I say who cares? Not when you have so many other reasons not to get anything done in the next 12 days. I'm just glad that college football hasn't resorted to compromising itself by becoming an overly commercial commercialized situation because I would find that to be very distracting. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, it seems like just a little bit of plastic, but presto, it's a steel chainsaw or a Weber gas grill or a DeWalt impact driver kit. That's holiday magic. A Rocky's gift card is a make their dreams come true card. Get gift cards at any Rocky's Ace Hardware location. I'm Bax. That's my Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, cloudy this morning, then sunshine by this afternoon with a high of 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you know what would be good? What? If we did an interview with a guy where we only had 20 seconds preparation. <laughs> That would be yeah. That would be uh, outstanding uh, if we uh, could try to uh, do that. Uh, actor uh, Don DePetta 
is uh, not only an actor, he's a writer. I believe he's done some stand-up, and I also believe he played some minor league baseball at uh, at some point in his career. I don't oh, know. Did you catch that on the Wikipedia page? Uh, I didn't see. I that didn't one. see that until uh, just moments ago. Oh. Anyway, he's uh, starring. <laughs> In a brand new feature film, it's going to be uh, streamed. Uh, well, actually, it started streaming last month called "The Place in the Field," and he's on the phones right now. It's Don Tepeda. Good morning, Don. How are you? Good. How you doing? Guys? Good. A place in the, in the field. Now you've uh, now this is like your big yeah, big giant baby here. I mean, you wrote it. You're directing it. You're 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 starring in it. It sounds not like not director, not oh, director, not director. Yeah. But you're but you're heavily in, uh, heavily invested into this uh, project. Tell us a little bit about what it's uh, what it's all about. Sure. Uh, a Place in the Field is a it's a road trip story. Uh, it's a drama about two veterans who go on a road trip to fulfill a promise to a fallen soldier during wartime. And while they're out on the road, they realize they got to confront some demons uh, to reach their final destination and lay their buddy to rest. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a story. It, it's not all doom and gloom as much as it sounds. Uh, I really love the movie Easy Rider, so I was like heavily influenced mm. by that when I was writing it. Um so the, I, I always like to tell people that like this is a veteran story, but it is the beginning of the journey to hope and healing. It is not the downward spiral that we always see in Hollywood. Well, I mean, and that and that's you know kind of cool that yeah, that you're you're looking at it that way because you do see a lot of stuff about veterans that may not necessarily puts them in a, in a negative light, but you know just f- purely focuses on the struggle rather than the recovery of whatever their whatever demons they're facing on. That's right. Yes, that's. I mean, you'll see that all over. You see that all over film and television. It's either a, a veteran screaming, crying, you know, robbing a bank, doing drugs, or you know, about to just spiral out of control totally. And that wasn't the story that we wanted to tell. And that hasn't been my experience with the, with the veterans that that I've been in contact with and the ones that I know. Um, they're some of the you know they're some of the most hopeful, cheerful, hardworking you know men and women. Um, that I've come across, and so I wanted to tell that story. Yeah, there's struggle, but the, str- the struggle's, you know, a lot of times in silence. Hey, uh, now, is is this a story about somebody you had a particular experience, w- I mean, you know, based on a particular experience you had with, or is it just a, a culmination of all the stories uh, that you've heard over the years? Yes, I think it's a culmination of a bunch of, of, a bunch of people, of a bunch of stories, and uh, some of it's based in fiction. I mean, there's a lot of magical realism in this film. Our director is a, is a Latin female. She's an incredibly talented director, Nicole Mejia. So there's, there's some, uh, you, you, get on, you get out on this road, and it's a little bit magical, too. So there's a, it, it's, a, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting take. It's a really different take. Lionsgate ended up buying the film, and uh, they took a big chance on us, but uh, we're, we're grateful for it. This is uh, Don DePetta from a, a Place in the Field. Now, this uh, had a limited theatrical release around Veterans Day, but it, you know, it immediately goes uh, on demand. Is there? I mean, was there a particular you know, you know, thought in mind as as to uh, as to going from that the quick transition from theaters to uh, on demand right away? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the the thought was we didn't have much of a choice. Uh, <laughs> <definitely>, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, this was a this was an incredibly small independent film. We, we, you know, I, I, we made this film with a group of sixteen people. Where literally during the middle of the pandemic, we drove out to New Mexico, lived on a ranch for a month, and made a movie. Uh, it's not the typical way that that uh, a lot of studio films get made. It's not no studio films get made that way. Let's be let's be perfectly clear. And they have a lot of money behind them. We didn't have that. We just had passionate people who were really talented at what they do, and we wanted to go make a movie and tell a story. We didn't ever think we'd sell it to Lionsgate. I don't know that we ever really had a plan. 
we just know that we wanted to make this movie and tell this story, and um, and he, he, it worked out because here we are. I, I think that's that, that's pretty cool. I mean, you got a grassroots project. Essentially, that's what it is, and then you know it turns yeah. out to be you know. It's funny how like, a lot of these ideas that have been pushed away by major movie studios because they don't have like the Tom Cruises in them or they don't have, you know, the blockbuster uh, potential for blockbuster making millions of dollars, a Marvel series or what have you. Uh, but there are so many other great pieces of film that are that are that are kind of pushed to the side. And so I'm really glad that this is working out for you. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a big part of it, and and the other reason we were in theaters for a week is we really want to qualify for uh, something called the Cassavetes Award. He was an independent filmmaker um, back, back when that back when independent film was was really just just coming out, and and so um, we had to be in theaters for a week to be able to qualify uh, to be a part of that, and so they Lionsgate was uh, gracious enough to put us in theaters for a week to do awesome. a limited release, and now we are streaming on demand on Apple and uh, Amazon Prime and pretty much anywhere you can rent or buy a movie. Which I, don't, is I, don't, I don't know, Don. You know, two or three Marvel action figures and yeah. a couple of blow-ups and a car chase or two, all of a sudden I can see every major th- every major production house knocking on your door trying to get uh, a piece of this action. Yeah, well, I, I can't give you Marvel in space, but I can give you a campfire. Okay, how about that? You guys want a campfire? I like a campfire like anybody else. Throw a couple zombies yeah. in and we got a deal. So, so, I'll give you a campfire and some horses. How about that? Yeah, there you go. That works That works great. Uh, so now that it's been out for a couple of weeks, obviously it's on demand. It's available for, for everybody to watch now. But what what is the reception you've gotten from uh, veterans who, who have seen this movie? Yes. Well, we've screened this for a lot of veterans. Uh, Lionsgate has an incredible veterans department, and they were the, really the ones that championed this film. It's been overwhelmingly positive, which I am really thankful for. I, 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 to be honest with you, I was incredibly nervous. But we had we had a lot of veterans involved in making this film. This wasn't a bunch of people who didn't who didn't know anything. Yeah, it was. But one of the writers is currently active active military. We had consultants throughout the whole way with the script. Uh, a lot of people on our post production end, not a lot of people, but some people on our post production end were also involved in the military. So. Um, it was really important that we got it as right as we possibly could for the for what we had, and um, it's been positive. When when I have a veteran come up to me after the film and ask me if I served, that's the I, I breathe a sigh of relief, and that is that's the greatest compliment I get because I didn't. But if they if they think I did, I'm happy with this film. Well, you, you said it yourself. I mean, you tried to frame the entire story and the entire film on on like the, the way actual people who have gone through that experience live as opposed to this fictionalized caricature of what a veteran you know you know is supposed to be or the or the stereotypical you know veteran story and you know it like anybody's story it, it, you're not defined by you know you know, one stereotype there's a lot of gray area and big ambiguity and amb- ambiguous whatever that word the hell i'm trying to use ambiguity thank you so much Don. yeah one of these days but but i mean rather than focus on like just the caricature you really tried to have something that's more three-dimensional and i i think when you have that kind of response it has to be just incredibly satisfying not just for yourself but also the veteran who's seeing you know their lives being portrayed correctly for the very first time yeah, 
I don't know if it's the very first time, but I'm, I'm, you know, I can speak for this film and say I'm, I'm very grateful that that they've had a warm reception to it and they've accepted it. The ones that have seen it, and uh, yeah, I couldn't ask for more because at the end of the day, we just want to, we just want to highlight them again. Unfortunately, you know, still 22 veterans a day. It's way too many, and uh, you know, I think we can do better. And so, if you know, we can bring a little light to that, or maybe just make people smile for an hour and a half, and feel a little hopeful then uh, we did our job well uh don depetta congratulations on the uh, on the project uh, it's a place in the field it's available on demand and uh is it any particular platform that it's on or is it just on demand like you can find it yes so yeah you can follow it on on demand on all your cable service providers it's on dish it's on youtube tv uh amazon prime apple tv Every, everywhere you can rent a movie or buy a movie, please go support this film. This is independent filmmaking at its at its, at its grassroots, and uh, we're incredibly proud of it. Very good. Don DePetta, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it, and best of luck. Thank you so much. You bet. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Spring- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728, and the Beatles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I'll let Dan Brown do the forecast duties this morning. Uh, Rock 102 and Aquapump are giving you a chance to win tickets to see New England take on Kansas City and Foxborough on Sunday the 17th. Just go to rock102.com and sign up by the end of the day on December 10th for your chance to win. Your chance to win tickets to see New England and Kansas City brought to you by Aquapump at Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. You mean Kansas City bringing Taylor Swift to Gillette Stadium. I don't know that. I don't know who these Patriots are, but uh, (laughs) I'm sure the highlight of the game will be uh, Miss Swift. Uh, sitting with uh, Travis Kelsey's mom in a box. Well, it didn't help them uh, yesterday when they uh, lost to the Packers. Doesn't, so doesn't matter if it helps. It, it helps the NFL, and it helps. Uh, it helps bring attention to that. There's They're actual in, games going yeah, on. Yeah, because yeah. they really do need to draw some audience. Well, after uh, years of uh, you know getting bad press, this is the best thing to happen to the NFL. <laughs> You know, you're, you're probably not wrong. Uh, I'm not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, this is how people are. The, the, the interests have interests have been piqued by a bunch of preteen girls who now all of a sudden want Travis Kelsey jerseys for Christmas because that's the request that I got. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Really? I want a Travis Kelsey jersey for Christmas. Really? Why? Oh, because he's dating Taylor Swift. What happens if they break up? Then I just spent a hundred bucks on something. Yeah, that, uh, you know, probably more than a hundred bucks. Yeah, probably. Well, I, the ones I found were the, the minimum I found was a hundred dollars. Yeah, definitely go for the. Don't go for the two hundred dollar one. No, maybe I can. Uh, maybe I can uh, convince Gigi to pick me up a fake one so we can, you know, just rip the name off the back so we can replace it with the next boyfriend that comes along. <laughs> Assuming he plays for the Chiefs. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's 729. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A damp start with some areas of fog this morning, but clouds will give way to a little bit of sunshine later on this morning into the afternoon. It'll be mild today with highs near 50 with a bit of a breeze this afternoon. But tonight, partly to mostly cloudy, will cool into the lower 30s. Then for tomorrow, mostly cloudy, breezy, and cooler with a high near 40. For Wednesday, more the same. Partly to mostly cloudy, breezy and chilly. Highs in the upper 30s, perhaps a flurry. Then for Thursday, sunshine mixed with clouds, seasonable, chilly temperatures in the upper 30s. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. Steve, what do you suppose it means when a woman says, don't get me anything for Christmas? Oh, that means get me jewelry, you cheapskate. Really? Yeah. You're sure. Uh, women speak a secret language. 
Don't get me anything means get me jewelry, you cheapskate. It's right in my book called Steve Nagel's Discount Guide to the Language of Love. Yeah, well, I ought to read that someday. Uh, you ought to just go to Hadley. Hadley. Hanoush. Yeah, where else? You know, I do love the uh, Hadley Hanoush store, even though, you know, Route 9's a little torn, uh, torn up and everything. Yeah, it's not that bad lately. Well, once you get to the uh, the store, Hadley, uh, the, the Hanoush and Hadley, you're going to say, wow, what an amazing store this is. Yeah, but it's not just a store. There are jewelers there. Tony Hanoush is at his workbench looking through that little jeweler's loop. Yeah, Steve, look at the look at look at my hands. Now look at your hands. Can you imagine doing work that intricate with these big, you know, sausage casing fingers? Do you know that all those tiny diamonds uh, that were set in my wife's uh, ring when we redid it, uh, Tony did it himself. We're not jeweler material, is that what you're saying? No, we are not jeweler material, but they are true jewelers at Hanoush and Hadley. Yes, they are. And backs. Yes, Steve. Don't get me anything for Christmas. Come see what all the parking is about. Meet, win, roam, and win big at Gary Rome Hyundai. Lease a 2024 Tucson SE front-wheel drive for 321 or get 2.99% for 60 months. Lease a 2023 Ionic 5 SEL all-wheel drive or 2023 Ionic 6 SEL all-wheel drive for just 399 or get 0.99% for 48 months. All Hyundai's come with three years of complimentary maintenance and with America's best warranty, 10 years or 100,000 miles, and order insurance. GaryRomeHyundai.com, 150 Whiting Farms Road, Holyoke. See dealer for details. You're unique, and your circumstances aren't the same as somebody else's. So at WellSense Health Plan, we get to know the whole you. We do more than help you find a doctor. We help you find a healthier way to live. We focus on your whole health, and we do everything we can to help you achieve it. Because at WellSense, we revolve around you. Learn how at WellSense.org. Status check. Looks like the big generator is seized up again. 10-4, calling AEM. At Associated Electromechanics, we provide a variety of industrial repair and rebuilding services. We're hiring skilled mechanical workers, preferably with five years being an all-around shop machinist and horizontal boring mill machinist able to work overtime hours if needed. Associated Electromechanics offers competitive compensation packages, including benefits. Associated Electromechanics is family-owned with a friendly work environment. Apply now at aemservices.com, the one-stop industrial sales and service center. 733 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, traffic alert. Road hug. County Road in Southampton. Uh, County Road North, actually, in Southampton is closed today due to a motor vehicle crash into a utility pole, according to the Southampton Police. County Road North is closed from East Street to East Hampton's Pomeroy Street. They're being asked to use Cook Road as a detour uh, today. The work crews anticipate that the work will go into the daylight hours and Monday will affect the morning commute. Well, the daylight's here and they're still working on it. No yeah. word of any of the injuries uh, on, on any of the injuries from the crash or the cause. And uh, we might have some updates uh, later for you. But uh, I wouldn't hold, hold your breath. Yeah, don't hold your breath. Don't count on that. That's. Uh, updates asking for a lot yeah i'm so un, i'm so not used to updates that if an update actually came i wouldn't even know what to do with it like, yeah. what am i supposed to do with this information now that you've updated me on this information yeah you're right i uh i wouldn't know uh what what to do now would you would you rush back here and say to pat kelly move away little boy let me uh, let me get on the radio so i can give people an update of what just happened breaking news county road north is now open yeah, and then you'd leave, and then that would yeah. be the end of it. But you, at least you would have done your job. Well, hey, uh, it's more information than 22 News would give you. It's true. 
Police in East Longmeadow are asking for the public's help to identify a man. The man. You know who else is a man? Who's a man? I'm a man, Bax. The uh, man (laughs) who is seen in the surveillance video is the suspect in the use of a fraudulent check. Anyone with information is asked to call the uh, East Longmeadow Police or the department's anonymous tip line. And uh, they're showing this guy. It looks like he's at a bank. Now, where would a bank be in East Longmeadow? Ooh, you'd have to see. You'd have to search far and wide to find a bank location here in the in East Longmeadow. Hmm, I don't know. Um, I gotta tell you, the bank that I've had, I had United Bank for years, right? And then they sold out, and they moved. They made People's United Bank. Yes. Right. Yes. And uh, and then they went under, and now they have M and T Bank. Yes. Which is, uh, I think it's manufacturers uh, and trusts trade. I don't know what the yeah. hell that is. It's M and T, not MT. It's not an MT bank. It's well, MNT. Well, the way they charge with their little fees and all that stuff, uh, the bank account goes MT very quickly. Uh, doing that, I don't. I don't understand these. I don't understand how these little banks work. Why do they close up? like so much i don't know i i i stopped really paying attention to the banking world when uh, mr drysdale and miss uh miss hathaway were no longer a part of the beverly hillbillies after that banking just went right over my head you know that wasn't a real uh scenario Bax. that was just a, a tv show that was fictional okay steve sure I mean, you'd see some redneck shooting for some rabbit food uh, out in the woods and then he uh Accidentally hits a, a well oil. Yeah, right. Uh, up from the ground. The bubbling crude. Come the bubbling crude. Yeah, I, hey, listen, I know the story very well. I'm just saying that uh, when it comes to banking, you know, when Jed Clampett had to put his uh, his millions in a bank, it was Mr. Drysdale who stepped up and said, "Would you like some free pens? What can we? Uh, how can we? Uh, how can we afford like college for Jethro as he becomes a brain surgeon?" Yeah, I don't think he ever became a brain surgeon. He wanted to become a brain surgeon. Well. Did he ever reach that goal? Did you ever watch the last episode of the Beverly Hillbillies? I did, but I don't believe he was quite done with the neurology school. Uh, The Small Planet Dancers will give several free performances of their holiday show, show Wassail, a Victorian holiday across the region this month. The 90-minute program, which will celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, and the New Year, features dances, costumes, music, and poetry from 1870s America. Mm. And audiences will see formation dances like the Virginia Reel, polkas, waltzes, and the quadrille. What is it, quadrilles? How do you say that? Quadrilles. Quadrilles. Cultured and elegant predecessors to square dancing. Quadrilles began in Europe courts and were performed with horses and parades before traveling to the U.S. They looked nothing like the square dances they have evolved into. Well, thank God for that. We had, we had square dancing classes in my high school. Yeah, we we did too. Oh my god, we had that. Uh, this is in my high school in upstate New York, and she still had the old phonograph with the old record on mm-hmm. there, playing the square dancing thing. And did you learn how to do side do and go up to the middle and back? We learned how to do side do. What? How was that like part of the curriculum? How how did that become? Hey, you know what? We need to teach these kids how to square. We need to keep teach these kids the most unpopular thing going on right now. Couldn't we just, we just play dodgeball instead and throw balls at all the slow kids? That was the easier way to do things. That was the that was the best part of phys ed. When you got me uh, doing square dancing. Oh, it's the worst. Although, what? you know, uh, for a while, Steve, we had working here 
one of America's best square dance callers. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Who? We, we had uh, this IT guy mm-hmm. uh, who was apparently like nationally recognized for his uh, square dancing calling activities. Did he work here when I worked here? He most certainly did. I don't remember which guy that was. He was the IT guy. He was like two or three IT guys before the guy we got now. Was that the guy who put on the performance at the uh, employee party? That no, day? no, not that guy. Not well, that guy. after that guy. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. I'll before. tell you the name later on. But yeah, he was uh, big into the square dance and like really big into it, nationally recognized. Really? Yes. You think there's somebody out there in a car right now screaming the name at the radio, knowing that they, you know they're part of the whole square dance cult, <sighs> and uh, you know now they're into the the square dancing and they know his name what's amazing is that he was a young guy yeah i was like you know my grandparents used to square dance yeah they were old back then seems like an old person activity was it the guy that used to swear a lot no different guy oh was the other guy who used to get angry all the time no this guy was actually a very uh friendly sort I'm trying to think of all the IT people that we had in this building, and I can't remember who would be a... a, a I'll write his name down. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, That guy. Oh, I forgot that he worked here. Yes, I know. I mean, he didn't work here for a very long period of time because, because square dancing was calling his name. Really? Yes. Well, if you want to go see Victorian quadrilles... You can go to Southwick. Right. Because that's where uh, the Westfield Troop is going to be performing at the, uh, oh, there are a couple places. The Jasper Rand Art Gallery uh-huh. uh, and the Chicopee Public Library. There's all these different places you can go find out the tour. of. This is very exciting. We should go. I always wanted to be part of a Civil War reenactment. Yeah, I know some of those people. I know some of those people, too. It's weird, isn't it? <sighs> I mean, to get all you know what's it. you know what's weird. What? This is the weird part. It's not so much that they are involved in civil war or revolutionary war reenacting. It's when they tell you that that's what they do in their spare time, and then there's there's this awkward interface between ah. you and the person telling you this ah. because in your mind you're going, is is he as much of a geek as he seems? Yeah. And then the answer, of course, is. Why, yes, because he's a Civil or Revolutionary War reenactor. Let me see. Uh, oh, the IT guy wants to know if he's the one that was swearing all the time. No, it was a different guy. Different guy. Yeah, that was totally different guy. Different guy. Yeah. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, there's, a, there's another thing going on. I think it's this weekend, or maybe it's the weekend after. They're doing, uh, down in Connecticut, they're doing a, uh, a radio show performance of It's a Wonderful Life. Where they oh, really? uh, all get together and they uh, reenact the old time radio. Right. Now, that's something I'd be into. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Yeah, I'd, like to do go, that? I'd like to go see a performance like that. The It's a Wonderful Life reenactment in radio style. Would you like to see it or would you like to participate in it? Uh, 
I would love to participate. Because isn't Lapis involved in something like that? Like I this big radio show yeah, yeah, to yeah, do? Yeah, 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 yeah. He does that uh, that whole thing where he's like the old timey radio guy. Well, the throaty thing like this. Hey. He's still kind of an old timey radio guy. Oh, he sounds like that when he does the weather. Hey, it's going to be. Uh, look at the Dobler radar out there today. Uh. He's like that in real life. Oh, look, a fruit cake and a, and a, and a fruit platter. Yeah, which one am I talking about? Uh, you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they they they're doing this whole. I'd like to go see that. Yeah. That would actually be uh, pretty interesting. Well, go and report back to me. Well, I'm sure if you take a couple of edibles before you go watch something like well, that. Well, I I think that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> Can you go watch something like that on psychedelics? Perhaps you know. I think it's the only way to watch something like that. Maybe you become George Bailey, even though you really <laughs> don't want to. You just want, you just came to see the show. You don't know what your your role is uh, now. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you over, if you thought you overdid it this Thanksgiving, uh, these people uh, had you beat. I know they did. Police in Battle Creek, Michigan, have been investigating a house where everyone overdosed on drugs on Thanksgiving. At least ten people were found unresponsive with deceased breathing. Amazingly, emergency responders were able to rescue every single one of them, even though some required Narcan to resuscitate. The health department says that they all thought they were just doing cocaine, but it was laced with fentanyl. Ah, oh, Yeah, and that uh, probably contributed to the overdose. They were also drinking, which didn't help. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, drinking, mixing those things. Probably not a good idea. No details on the people involved other than that they all survived. We also don't know who called 911. Maybe someone in the house had enough sense to save some room for leftovers instead of... <laughs> I'm only going to do one line. Usually I do three on Christmas or Thanksgiving, but uh, I think I'm only going to, I'm going to limit myself. How many people were in the house? Twelve? Ten people. Ten people were in the house and they Mm -hmm. all overdosed. Yeah. Did someone like lace a pie? I don't know. Uh, If there were, it was like a big cocaine party. Oh, you've got to try my stuffing. Please go on. Try my stuffing. You know, usually at a, like a family party. Yeah. The sausage stuffing laced with fentanyl. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, usually at a party, at a, like a Thanksgiving, yeah. you know, there's always somebody doing something that they shouldn't. But that's usually out on the back deck with all the boys. Sure. You know, somebody's smoking a joint or, hey, maybe you're even doing a couple of lines. I don't know. Uh, but it's usually only like one black sheep in the family that does that. Yeah. As opposed to all of you. Well, thank goodness everybody is uh, is still alive. I mean, I would hate to be... Uh... Yeah, collapsing with all those coats in the bed. Yeah, can you imagine that Thanksgiving uh, recap? Hey, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, man. We were so tired from all that tryptophan in the turkey that we all just passed out afterwards. Are you sure it was the tryptophan in the turkey? Well, it could have been the uh, cocaine that we all did uh, laced with fentanyl, but uh, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the turkey yeah, that did it. There may have been fentanyl in the, uh, in the, in the cranberry sauce. But we can't be sure. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, cloudy to start, then sunshine by this afternoon with a high of 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. All done with your shopping? It would be nice if I could even...
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.53 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy to start, then sunny by this afternoon with a high of 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is giving you a chance to go to a Springfield Thunderbird hockey game with Pat Kelly. All you got to do is go to rock102.com by the end of the day on December 10th for your chance to win. Five winners and their guests will join Pat on Wednesday, December 13th. To watch your Springfield Thunderbirds take on the Rochester Americans, it's a chance to go to Thunderbirds game with Pat Kelly. Imagine how damn exciting that must be. And Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Can't you just take the tickets for the game and leave Pat at home? I don't know. I don't know if you're all taking the same vehicle. How does that work? I don't know. I don't really know for sure. But like shake some guy before you get into the mass mutuals. Oh, I'm sorry. I lost you. You know, it is possible to have fun with Pat Kelly. (laughs) <laughs> I can't, oh, believe, man, I just said I can't believe you just said that. You're so funny. Oh, You're hilarious. I'm thinking between the two of us. I'm it's probably you. me yeah, today. It's yeah. definitely you. Uh, definitely. Uh, what was I? Uh, I was just looking at here because uh, uh, I always peruse Reddit whenever I get the chance. Right. And this is a uh, this is a a question um, that says what. What are cool yet non cringy Wi Fi names? Do you have like a weird Wi Fi name for your for your home? Mm, no, not really. I just got the the one that that came from uh, the cable company. I like uh, FBI surveillance van number two. Yeah, that's, that's good. a good one. Or Wu Tang Land. That's a good one too. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one too. You yeah. like that? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, people are chiming in here. One time when setting up the new modem for my parents as a kid, I called the router Abraham Linksys. When I was looking at the network list a few weeks later, I noticed that someone down the street named theirs John Wilkes Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. That's pretty good. That, that you do it. Uh, Taco Bell guest, and there was not a Taco Bell within 30 miles of the house. <laughs> you can really mess with people I yeah. think if you live in an area like that. Uh, hot, sig- hot signals in your area. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good one, too. Winona Router. Well, I like that one. Yeah, there's a Vladimir Computin, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and all kinds of other ones. Yeah. It's actually pretty fun. One that says like FBI surveillance. That yeah, that that the, gets people nervous. Yeah, too. yeah, the surveillance van. That's, yeah. uh, that's the one we like to do. They scare the bejesus out of people. Oh wait, are they looking at what I'm looking at? <laughs> How do they know I'm on this this tube channel? It's just about seven fifty six and Rock one hundred two. Rock 102 is your... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? So, here's a question for you. Is Mac Jones currently available? You know, I hate to say I told you so because that would be obnoxious. However, I believe that on Friday I predicted that Bailey Zappi would be no more effective than any other Patriots starting quarterback. And based upon the 6 nothing shutout that the Patriots endured at the hands of the equally mediocre L.A. Chargers yesterday, it appears as though I told you so. Look at these numbers. 6-0. to zero. That should pretty much tell you everything you need to know about the box scores. Uh, you had three hours of football and on a single pass land on the hands of a receiver for a touchdown. The Chargers could barely do it. Neither could the Patriots. Why? Because what you saw yesterday was a disgrace. To call it a dumpster fire would be an insult to actual dumpster fires. Watching this game is like spending the day watching pornographic cuck videos. You know there's some sort of action going on, but there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop it. Nor is there anything you can do to avoid all that needless humiliation. Why? 
Just take a look at Bailey Zappi. For 11 weeks, everybody was under the impression that he was a better option than Mac Jones until he actually became the first option. And true to my prediction, he played like straight-up garbage. 13 completions, 141 yards, with a total of 39 of those yards coming in the first half alone. And oh yeah, he was also sacked five times. Now you might say, but Baxi, he was playing in lightly rainy conditions. You can't expect a guy to be playing effectively in lightly rainy conditions, to which I would say, you're right. You can't expect that kind of thing, especially if you're Bailey Zappi and you're playing for the New England Patriots. Of course, in fairness, Justin Herbert wasn't playing any great shakes either, but that's mostly because he plays for a crummy team as well. Either way, the Patriots are on to face the Steelers on Thursday night, leaving many to wonder whether the Patriots can just stay home instead because absolutely nothing good is going to come out of that game either. And frankly, I'm finding it painful. But hey, you never mind. Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm picturing a clear winter night, slicing up strips of steak and searing them on the Blackstone. Honey, toss the salad. I'll be right in. The Blackstone 28-inch outdoor griddle is just $2.50 right now at Rockies. You're saving 100 bucks. Your grilling destination is at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy to start, then sunshine by this afternoon with a high of 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It is currently 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Did you, uh, did you, have you decorated your house yet? Did you put up your tree? Did you? <clears throat> no, not you, yet. What? No. You didn't do it yet? No, I haven't done it yet. I put mine up the week before Thanksgiving because, uh, usually we do it the weekend of Thanksgiving, but we had so much going on that, you know, we just did it that weekend, uh, prior to, and it was just the tree. Yeah. And I tried doing the whole decorate the lights outside, mm-hmm. and I uh, had a different approach this year with some other lighting that I had, and it looks really cool when it's lit sure. and when I remember to turn it on, mm-hmm. but it's been like, uh, it's like hit or miss. Like, I, you're either going to get it or you're not. I uh, I went to my dad's house yeah. uh, on Saturday. He and his wife uh, have got everything all laid out. Yeah. Tree is up. Uh, yeah, every single possible Christmas ornament uh, and display is up both inside and outside of the house. I haven't taken my tree from underneath our basement steps yet. And I don't know when that's going to happen. It will happen. Tonight. I, eh, I don't know if I want to do it tonight. It's it's just it's just it's just so much work to take it from out of the basement to bring it back upstairs to, you know, how does your wife feel about all this? She's she, kind of in the same boat. She's like, eh, it's either, okay, it's fine if it's up, if it's fine if it's not. That That's the mentality? Yeah, no, I think we kind of, uh, we kind of share it. Not that, we don't do, not that we don't like Christmas, we do like Christmas. Yeah. But it uh, it doesn't have the same, I don't know, explosive appeal as it used to. Well, I mean, I can see, uh, you know, your dad and your stepmom there having the stuff out because, you know, they're retired. They, they, they have the time to do all that. Yeah. And it's probably, this beats, you know, going to a nine to five all day. You might as well pull out the decorations and let's do something. I suppose in a way that is their yeah. full-time job. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a guy like you. You know, this is your full-time job. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and decorating uh, a tree is not. And, uh, yeah, not pulling it out from under the basement. Well, yesterday... You're talking about the tree. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I yeah. mean, that's, it is a, it is the, the Christmas miracle. 
Uh, according to tradition, all th- all of these options of uh, putting up the tree right after Thanksgiving, December first, or uh, wait until, or, or are you safety first and wait till mid month so it doesn't dry out? You know, if you had a real tree, yeah. But all of those options are wrong. If you put up your Christmas tree yesterday, you did it right. Sunday was the first day of Advent, as in Advent calendars. It's an old religious thing. Most of us just use them as an excuse to eat chocolate now. The traditional Advent varies by year, but always starts for four Sundays before Christmas, always between November 27th and December 3rd. Per tradition, it's when you're supposed to open the first door on your calendar, but a lot of them start on November a lot of them start on the first now, yeah. so you open the last one on Christmas Eve. Let me throw this at you. Yeah. Do you ever do this? Because Lord knows I've done this. You get yourself, uh, someone gives you an advent calendar, uh-huh. the one with all the chocolates on behind all the doors. Yeah. And then on December 1st, you open up the first door, there's a piece of chocolate. You're supposed to wait for the following day to eat yeah. the second piece of chocolate. But did you ever eat all 25 pieces of the chocolate in the same day? Of course I did. Me too. You know, because uh, I was a fat little kid, and fat little kids love opening doors that contain chocolate behind them. We don't even need doors for that. No, we, don't need, we just... Because, I mean, yeah. I mean there used to be a guy in a white panel van in my neighborhood that said he got chocolate. All I had to do was open up the car door. Yeah, you just needed to stick your hand inside. And you out comes a piece of chocolate. A Tootsie Roll. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> a Charleston chew. <laughs> yeah. December... Uh, December 3rd is also when you're supposed to put up the tree. And if you don't care about traditions, take it down on January 6th when the 12 days of Christmas are then over. Plus, it's like, isn't that the, uh, what do they call that? When the, uh, the epiphany? The epiphany. Isn't that January 6th when the epiphany? It might be. In the religious world? Perhaps. When the wise men actually showed up? How wise are they? Shows up 12 days after uh, the birth of the baby. Yeah, no kidding. Didn't, oh, didn't you get your invitation? Didn't, well, didn't you see the birth announcement in the paper? Well, we had to stop at Baby Depot. You know, that <laughs> took forever. You know, you know how hard it is to find myrrh around here? It ain't easy. There's ain't a myrrh store within miles of this place. We had to go uh, all the way up north. Hey, uh, back when I was a kid, yeah. there was a shop in the sea co- in the, uh, the Swansea Mall called Just Frankincense. That was easy. Yeah, fr- frankincense, myrrh. What was the other thing? They Gold. Gold. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. First oh, of all, the baby doesn't have a, a wallet. Doesn't have a, uh, you know, a pocket to keep his gold in. No. He's not going to burn frankincense and myrrh. Yeah. And then, uh, you know... Mary uh, with the baby, yeah. Jesus, and then uh, she gets the gold, and then looks at Joseph and goes, hmm, well, at least somebody went to Hanush this season. <laughs> somebody took the time to go all the way up Route 9 in Hadley through all that construction to get there. Yeah, you listen, uh, if, if, you, if you could walk through the desert on, uh, on animals, so you, I, you could do anything That's up in right. Hadley. And, of course, uh, it's not only the Christmas season, but Festivus 2023 is coming up pretty quick. The mm. fictional holiday that entered culture 26 years ago via Seinfeld returns in December, meaning it's time for the 8th annual Tampa Bay Times airing of the grievances. It's your chance to gripe and complain from anywhere in the world about ways you've been annoyed this year, your most petty peeves about people, mm. businesses, sports teams, your job, your pets, whatever – could be published in the Tampa Bay Times. Examples of the uh, past year's funniest reader complaints are uh, listed on the Tampa Bay Times website. You can submit yours uh, through the form by December 7th. If you're not familiar with Festivus, Frank Costanza, 
you know, late, brilliant Jerry, Jerry Stiller, hilariously explains the anti-consumer holiday that people still celebrate in real life in Season 9, Episode 10, The Strike, available on Netflix. It involves an unadorned metal pole instead of a tree. Tinsel is distracting. <laughs> Feats of strength and the airing of grievances. Uh, and FestivusWeb.com uh, has more examples. And then people uh, submit things. Why do you include the stumps in my bagged romaine lettuce? I know I need roughage, but I'm not eating romaine stumps. That's a good one, question. one complaint. How, can they, how thin can they make water bottles? Used to be you could firmly grip a bottle of water to enjoy a nice big sw- uh, swig of tap water labeled as the finest fresh spring water found in the most exotic-sounding locations on Earth. Now those same bottles are so thin they collapse as soon as you open them and the water comes out like a geyser, baby yeah. in fresh spring tap water. And when my 12-year-old son calls me bro, last time I was checked, I was still mom. That uh, that bothers me, too. My kid calls me bro all the time. Really? Yeah. Bruh? Bro. Like when it, when she's taking exception to something that I've told of her course. that she can't do. Bro. Right. I'm not bro. You're dad. I'm dad. Don't you forget it. Have you? Uh, are you a f- Festivus celebrator? You know, we haven't really had any of uh, any of that yet. I mean, you know, airing agreements, sure. Feats of strength. I'm at a disadvantage. What with these knees, forget it. But yeah, you um, can't do that. I can't do that. But but airing agreements, you know, I got a, I got a couple things I'd like to see uh, rectified. I hear uh, I was reading somebody's comment about how they celebrated Festivus for the very first time, and they needed to realize very quickly. If they ever do it again, which they probably won't, yeah. they need to set some ground rules for how far the airing of the grievances can go. Because apparently it started a big riff among the family and nobody's talking to each other now. Well, I think that's kind of the point, isn't it? That you don't ever want to talk to them again? No, but you do begin by saying, I got a lot of problems with you people and you're going to hear about it. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're, you're focusing on individuals making your complaints, whereas you know, my complaint's not technically towards specific individuals like i would like to know uh how come they have an improved squeeze bottle technology you ever get like one of them squeeze bottles of mayonnaise yeah half the mayonnaise is still in the bottom and you can never really fully empty out all the mayonnaise out of a squeeze bottle yes you can it's really hard to do dude it's not that hard you put it upside down that's why it has a flat bottom to it (sighs) You you you're supposed to place it upside down in the refrigerator. So I all, know, but there's gra- all but there's always a little bit that doesn't want to leave. There's this thing called gravity that eventually uh, the bats will get knocked off the top of the cave and then many into times the, into the bushel of uh, mayonnaise you got in the rest of the jar. Many times I will I will need the mayonnaise and I put it upside down, you know, in the fridge, and then I take it out of the fridge and I'm ready to squeeze the bottle of mayonnaise so I want to make a sandwich and I get a. Big fat. Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, there's a cup and a half of mayonnaise still left in that thing that won't budge. Oh, that's that's an injustice is what that it's is. It's an injustice. And I'm, I want to know why that technology has never been improved. I think if you just wait long enough, maybe you're eating the mayo too fast. If you just wait, the mayo will drop into the rest of the pile of mayo in the bottom of the bottle. I am very uh, impatient when it comes to condiments. Yeah. Yeah. I want my condiment uh, readily accessible. I don't want to be fighting for it. Do you remember the whole, like, Heinz 57 ketchup thing where mm. the guy could start the bottle of ketchup at the top of the building, make his way all the way down through six or seven floors, mm-hmm. and then hold his hot dog at the bottom on the street and yeah. watch the ketchup pour out of the bottle because it took that long to get out. If you just tap on the 57, it'll come right out. That's what they tell you. I'm not sure if that's true. 
My father used to do that. He'd tap on the 57? He'd take his two fingers like this, like he, and then he'd take the bottle. Like a ketchup stinker? Like a ketchup shocker, yeah. You're right, the shocker, not yeah. the stinker. Well, it could have been a stinker, depending on... <laughs> there was no gravy around for right. that. But he uh, would tap it on his two fingers, and the ketchup would come out of the bottle. Huh. I'll and be he, damned. And then you'd get the... First, you'd get that ketchup bottle... Uh, I couldn't. I can't say the name of it, but it's uh, it's like a little water at the top. Oh yeah, I have a certain word. For I'm it. sure you do. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that comes out first, and then then the rest follows after. It's that simple, Bax. You just need to tap the bottle. <sighs> Again, I'm impatient with my condiments. I want I don't want everything I need readily accessible. I don't want to be fighting with the bottle. I have a I have a history of having weird things happen with the condiments in my house, like. They drop on the floor, and then the cap breaks. So then you have like a like a bottle of soy sauce with yep. a, with a man made tinfoil cap with right. a rubber band on it. Because the because the, the cap is all cracked. Well, if you open up my refrigerator, you'll see many different bottles of different things with cracked with a with a foil piece and a rubber band around it. Going, yeah, We're gonna right. use this next time. Don't you worry about it. But uh, yeah, that's a the Christmas season is upon us. And uh, I have not uh, really put the full 100% into the decorating or the... Uh, but you got the tree up. The tree is up. Well, that's all you need. I don't, And I don't put, like, one of those things underneath it. Like, one like, of a, those, like a tree skirt? Like a tree skirt. Mm-hmm. That's seemed... Again, I'm like you. Who didn't even really want to get the thing out of the basement. Uh, but I have children in the house, so that, you know, that, that kind of... Pushes me along a little bit further than than what you got going. Yeah, on so there. I get an empty nest, and the dog doesn't care. He does. He could care less. Yeah, you know my dog Wally ate an entire advent calendar last year with the chocolate. With the chocolate, isn't that bad for the dog? Yeah, you would think so, but this dog has eaten like a tube of desitin. This dog has eaten Vaseline. He's eaten deer legs off the bottom of a chair, and he's still not dead. He's like the he's like the Joey Chestnut of dog eating. What was that guy that could eat like razor blades and all that? Yeah. So what was that? Uh, I don't remember the, the guy's iron, name. The guy with the iron stomach. Yeah, this is the same. This is the dog is like the uh, the offspring of that. Your dog's a freak of nature, you know that? He is On a, a lot of levels. He's a, yeah, he's a, and you know what? Oh, look at it. Like, he's probably pumping himself up for all the bitches in the neighborhood, too. <laughs> look at this. I got the biggest dong in Western Mass, and I can eat a deer leg right off that chair. And everything in between. It's 822 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 833 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomHyundai.com slash family. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. I'm shocked that we have an update on the traffic situation in Southampton. County Road North in Southampton is now back open after uh, an overnight accident there. The uh, the 10 to 20 people that were inconvenienced by its closure must be very happy now. Okay, so the headline says County Road North in Southampton is back open after the vehicle motor vehicle accident overnight. There was a car that uh, hit a pole out there, yada, yada, yada. You know, that's uh, that, that's how that works. They haven't updated the story yet. Okay. Why? Because, you know, there's other uh, bits of news going on, Steve. Uh, they can't uh, be following every story they do with a with an update. I guess so. It just seems uh, seems a little weird, don't you think? Well, that you wouldn't update the entire story. 
Perhaps, uh, perhaps. But what? But, the, but I, you know, at the same token, it's like you know how many. I mean, I don't know Southampton all that well. Is this like a like a major thoroughfare through Southampton? County Road? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty big one. A lot, a lot of people going in and out of there. I believe that's where the uh, Island of Lost Souls is. Oh, yeah. That's where all the shoes, like people throw out the shoes on the traffic island, mm-hmm. and, then, yeah. and then it collects up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, oh, no, I'm sorry. Quabbin Park in Belchertown and Ware will be closed Monday and Tuesday for deer hunting, by the way. The uh, <laughs> Department of Conservation and Recreation will be expanding the Quabbin White Tier deer, deer Management Program. The plan uses uh, controlled hunting to manage the high deer population in the Quabbin res- Reservoir watershed. Deer hunting was originally not allowed in the Quabbin, but due to an overgrowth of the deer population, the state created a lottery allowing hunting uh, during a two-day controlled hunt back in 2019. Oh, yeah. Wow, I remember that well. Hunters who applied for the one-year access permit could hunt in this zone, and since 2020, Pelham, New Salem, and Hardwick zones have been open to deer hunting during shotgun season. Quabbin Park was uh, added as a hunting zone this year, so you want to get your deer on. The Quabbin is the place to go. I guess only with special permit, though. Oh, you really got to get you got to get a permit for that. It's a, it's like a lottery that they that they put out saying only certain oneies can come out here. I see. You just can't everybody have everybody going out to the Quabbin shooting and stuff. Yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't you want to know who's the best marksman uh, kind of thing in that situation? It'd be kind of interesting to find out. Sure. We uh, you know, uh, I'd rather have those people out there shooting the deer. Sure. Like, send in your... If you were really good at shooting the BBs out at that little star at the Big E this year, we want to see <laughs> that paper, and we want to see how well yeah. you shot the star out. Otherwise, if you're all over the place, we don't want you yeah. out here hunting in the I club. mean, if you, sh- if you show up, you know, saying, well, I, I, I was able to shoot the water into the clown's mouth, that's not going to be good enough. No, 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 no. It's, the, it's shooting out the star with the machine BB gun. If you can do that, yep. you're allowed to hunt at the Quabbin this year. Uh, two Connecticut men were ordered held on $10,000 bail after they were arrested on a variety of charges following a high-speed chase on I-91 on Thursday. Mass Duke State Police troopers from the Shelburne Barracks attempted to stop the Acura uh, sedan they said was traveling. Uh, they were traveling in after police determined it had been reported stolen out of the Bronx a few weeks ago. Mass State Police said uh, 28-year-old Dashua Roldan of East Hartford and his passenger Raekwon Edwards of 28 of Hartford were arrested after Roldan tried to speed away from a traffic stop on 91 in Deerfield and seconds later crashed. You imagine Hmm. that? You're trying to like, oh, yeah, watch this copper. I'm getting away. And you make it 10 feet and you crash into a fiery crash into a tree. Yeah. That's very cartoonish. You're right about that. The pair tried to run away from the scene, but were apprehended and taken into custody. Troopers conducted a search and inventory of the contents of the vehicle, and they found nearly a kilo of crack and powdered cocaine, as well as two loaded handguns and uh, drug use and distribution paraphernalia. One of the handguns, a forty-five, had a defaced serial number. The other was a 9mm. Police found that Roldan also had an active warrant out of Dudley District Court after he was uh, initially provided a false name. Dudley do wrong is what you did. Right. He was arraigned in Greenfield District Court on Friday on charges of conspiracy to violate state drug laws, trafficking cocaine, possession of a firearm, and the commission of a felony, yada, 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 and speeding. That's the one they're going to get him on. Yeah. Oh, and a license plate violation and a Mark Lane's violation. <laughs> I like how they throw all that stuff in there. Like, you got, I mean, I think they have to. 
because it's like the justification of why he even tried to pull this guy over in the first oh, place. Oh, of course. You needed yeah. a reason. to. You can't just pull a guy over for the sake of pulling him over. Yeah. You need a reason. And your blinky thing ain't working either. How about them apples? You like them apples? <laughs> Edwards was charged in a rain for possession of a large capacity firearm in the commission of a felony, trafficking on cocaine, yada, 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 receiving a, molar, a stolen motor vehicle. Mm. Oh, there's all kinds of cool stuff going on up in Greenfield this time of year. Oh, yeah. Is that uh, when Santa uh, makes the appearance up at the Deerfield? <laughs> you think Santa's got uh, got all his inspections up to date on the sleigh? I don't know of any situation in which Santa has been pulled over by state police because uh, of an unregistered sleigh. You never know. You never know. That can happen. Uh, I mean, I realize it's the end of the month, uh, Christmas night. Yeah, the quotas need to be fulfilled. <laughs> Yeah, but no, no cop in their right mind is really working that hard on Christmas Eve. I think everybody, you know, it's a pretty yeah. quiet night out there. But I can see it. The sleigh gets pulled over, state yeah. cop. You have yeah. any idea how fast you were going? Fast enough to get to every house in America? Yeah. N- n- none of your business. Where, do you th- where were you heading tonight, sir? Yeah. I was going to break and enter in every house in the, in the world for every uh, wanton child. You know, I'm surprised uh, Santa, when he visited my house, never got a DUI from all the bourbon my dad left out for him. You know, you were talking about Scotch and Fig Newtons last week. My dad had that long ago with Nestle Toll House and Bur- and Evan Williams. Come on, Santa. I'm surprised Santa made it to all yeah. the rest of the kids' house that night. Well, they're perfect for dipping. Yeah, stumbling out in the snow. Ah! <laughs> Where is the next little <laughs> rat bastard like, house? Santa's pulling the salmon out of his jacket. Yeah, 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 doing the whole <laughs> A 79-year-old Acton man is facing charges after he was arrested for trying to meet up with a 14-year-old boy for sex. Oh, Jesus. At around 4.22 p.m. on Saturday, police went to uh, 68 Windsor Avenue after uh, getting a tip of a man who tried to meet up with a 14-year-old for sex. Officers found the man, later identified as Douglas Cooper, and when they arrived, uh, and brought they brought him in for questioning. It was later discovered that Cooper had sexually explicit conversations with an adult posing as a 14-year-old boy through an app. According to Coogan, uh, Cooper then agreed to meet up with the boy at the South Acting Community Commuter Lot for sex. <sighs> First of all, you're a disgusting individual. Yes. even attempting to do that. But what would make you think that a that a 14-year-old boy would have any interest in a 79-year-old man? Like what what's the thinking behind that? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this this kid's really into me. Well, I suppose if you are um of that persuasion, I guess, yeah. uh, or that kind of compulsion, you must think you just struck the jackpot. I would think that if you had any level of common sense, which many of them don't, that you'd say, hmm, this sounds suspiciously like to catch a predator. Yes, it sounds exactly like to catch a predator. How would you not like assume that the person on the other end of the line is not an investigator? After all you've seen. I don't really know. Uh, Steve, but as you know, these guys uh, tend to be uh, rather compulsive in their uh, in their thoughts, and you know, probably th- think to themselves, "Well, you know, that kind of stuff could never 
happen to me. I just remember, I could never get caught for this disgusting behavior. I even remember watching some of those. Uh, the, the what's his name again? The Dateline guy, Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. Even after he was done with the Dateline show and then re- restarted it up again, even the people that were chatting with the decoy online were like. Oh, I hope you're not. Uh, Chris Hansen's gonna be there when I get there, you know. Like, and then he shows up, and who pops out from hey, behind the kitchen? We were just talking about you. Hey, <laughs> oh my God! It's like I manifested you in my head. I thought about you. You know that lady on TikTok said yeah. this video is only for you, and you're only receiving this message. Someone will pop into your life that you've been thinking about, <laughs> and lo and behold, there's Chris Hansen behind this kid's kitchen. How did I see the future? Wow, do I have egg on my face? <laughs> oh. Anyway, a fiery car crash in New Hampshire resulted in the explosion of hundreds of rounds of ammunition on Saturday afternoon. A little before 3 p.m., police received a report that a vehicle that had crashed uh, after driving erratically on I-93 North in Bow. State police said in a press release the vehicle then hit the center median before ricocheting back across all lanes of traffic and hitting another vehicle. The vehicle then continued into the woods where it struck uh, several trees and caught fire. The three people in the vehicle were able to escape and no one was taken to the hospital with significant but non uh, or one was taken to the hospital with significant but non-life-threatening injuries. No one in the vehicle uh, that was hit was injured either. Officers shut down all northbound lanes due to the fire, but as it got bigger, several hundred hundred rounds of ammunition that were in the vehicle began to explode. Oh, my boy. Imagine, like, the fear of that. No. I would be running as far away from that as I possibly could. And, you know, obviously, when you're shooting with a gun, you're you're aiming it somewhere. These are just rounds just going off in any direction, no, no matter which way it is. This forced officers to shut down all southbound lanes until fire crews arrived at the scene and got the fire under control. The names of the people are being withheld while police investigate the incident. One of those people was arrested on several warrants, and they may face additional charges. If you have any information about the crash, you're asked to contact the New Hampshire State Police, but I doubt any of you were there. Good Lord. That is, uh, that's scary when you have something like that going off. Well, yeah, it's real scary, but, uh... I've been around a, like a party where a drunk guy lit a box of fireworks inadvertently uh, off. I was just going to say yeah. the same thing. It reminded me like uh, you know, when I was in Boy Scouts and someone took one of them Roman candles and started shooting everybody's ass when the thing was going off. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, cloudy this morning and then sunny uh, eventually this afternoon uh, with a high of 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850. And Green Day with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, cloudy to start, then rain this, or I'm sorry, then sun this afternoon with a high of 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. It's been a good long time since Bob the Bike Man Charlotte's been in the studio from uh, Pedal for Youth. It's good to see you. It's good to see you guys, too. Yeah. Sounds uh, like uh, you've been uh, wicked busy. Uh, we've been wicked busy. But first, I want to say congrats on the Mayflower Marathon, guys. Thank you guys you. really killed it this oh, year. Oh, thanks. I mean, uh, you helped so many people with food insecurity. We stole a bunch of bikes from this warehouse in Springfield. Oh, did you? We sold them for food. Nothing wrong with that. They were donated. That's okay. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we got over the mark. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Well, thank you very much. But but like you said uh, when we were off the air here, you were, you've been in particularly busy. 
not only with the, some like now internationally. Yeah, so we work with uh, an orphanage over in the Dominican Republic. We've been doing that about a year now. Uh, there's a Springfield fireman, uh, Alberto Diaz, and his best friend opened up an orphanage over there. So we have mm. been sending stuff over there every couple of months, pallets of bikes, school supplies, clothes. A lot of the basic stuff that we take for granted, mm -hmm. these people over there don't have because they're not getting funding from the government. Right. And then we work with another humanitarian aid organization in Haiti, so we send stuff there when they need it. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, you've you've expanded not only from from bikes, but you do many other things too. You, yeah. You, so you it started with the bikes back in 2017 out of a one car garage, and now we have two factory buildings. I have one down on Lyman Street. And then now I have the old Southworth paper mill in West Springfield, which is 30,000 square feet. Wow. Um, and, yeah, it started with the bikes, and we started the backpacks, and then we started refurbishing power equipment for people with disabilities and working hand-in-hand uh, -hand sometimes with the Shriners. If they need a piece of equipment and we have it, they come over and get it from us. Um, but this time of year we're doing our backpack program again, which is we call it cruiser care packs. We take backpacks and fill them with the basic essentials that people that are unhoused out on the streets may need. The officers take them from us, and they just keep them in the cruise and hand them out. No questions asked. If they see a per person in need, they just give it to them. Now, when are you really going to start doing some good for this community? You know, I thought about it <laughs> since I basically yeah, just this, sit around. All the and, slacker yeah. stuff you do, You know, I just sit around and eat bonbons all day and, yeah, yeah. and have all my minions yeah. do the work for yeah. me. But, you know, maybe someday I'll, I'll yeah. get off my butt. Oh, uh, you know, a little bit of comedy, though. So this morning when I was getting ready to come here, I was like, I was, I was getting dressed. I'm like, I, what am I going to wear? And then I thought about it, I'm like, you're on, be on the radio. And all three of us basically have the face for radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I thought about it further. I'm like, these guys could legitimately get up in the morning. You could come in in pajamas. You could wear a Speedo to work, and no one would know the difference. How do you well, know we don't? Actually, well, I mean, you may have dressed up just for me, and I do appreciate that. But <laughs> yeah, right. That's I, I, listen, I put on my best Costco dad pants and my flannel shirt just for you today. That Kirkland outfit, you, you like are that? rocking. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, you really are. <laughs> They're only seventeen ninety seven. Are those Velcro shoes? Oh no, no, they do have laces. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, but they came Velcro. tied together though. <laughs> that's true too. Yeah, so to get all the stuff done, and you know, and we've we've known you since you know. 2017 when when this first started to get all of this done you you're you're clearly not doing this by yourself you have, must have other people helping at this point. so when i first started this i had a team of like 20 something volunteers and like with any business any organization some people go some people uh, stay um uh, health issues have affected a lot of the people in my organization a couple have recently passed away over the years so it's down to me one of my orig original members jerry who is a shriner a shrine clown um, and I have incorporated... Does he know you're talking about him behind his back like that? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he's a fantastic individual. I've done a lot with 4-H, the uh, Farm Council. Mm -hmm. Right. I've partnered up with them the past couple of years with their annual uh, event they do with the Big E. And we've created a bike rodeo. So we take the Mallory building... And we have West Springfield police officers that come in, set up a mock traffic light, and ride with the kids. And we bring bikes that they could try out all the different types of bikes that there are available. So now uh, directors of 4-H have been coming down to help me. Outside of regular volunteers, it's Jerry who's been with me since the beginning. Uh, some of the directors of 4-H. And I have another guy named Tim that runs a, a cleanup group, um, Swift River Cleanup. He's been working with me. Other than that... It's just me down there. And then my stepson, Vin, uh, you know, Steve knows my stepson, Vin. Mm -hmm. um, he is my biggest supporter. He is down there with me as much as he can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's I'm down there six, seven days a week doing this. 
Uh, I wish I had more volunteers, but it's tough getting people that are mechanically inclined that can actually fix the bikes and adjust the chains and do all that stuff. Right. Well, here's your call to action. <laughs> Where can somebody sign up to be a volunteer for so you? So you can you can go right to my Facebook page and send me a message, or you can go to the Pedal Through Youth page. We have a volunteer page, but I need people that are mechanically inclined that can actually tune up the bikes. That's the biggest thing. The people that can sort the supplies that come in. Like recently, I got 21 pallets of camping supplies from Coleman donated to us. We turned around and donated out to 19 different Boy Scout and Girl Scout troops throughout Mass and Connecticut. Wow, wow. awesome! So we have all that coming in now. With these, uh, with these survival bags, these, uh, these, these cruiser packs that, yep. that you got, uh, you are looking for people to donate uh, yeah. items for these too. Yeah. So we have two drop-off locations. One is 101 Front Street in West Springfield. That's our new shop. And the other one is Curry Honda in Chicopee. Curry Honda has been great to us over the years, making drop-off locations for us and collecting supplies. So it's hats, gloves, scarves, um, hand and foot warmers, uh, hygiene wipes, uh, feminine products, um, basic stuff like that that we can stuff in a backpack, the little roll-up fleece blankets that you can get from Walmart for like three, four bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, we, last year, we made a little over a 1,000 of them. We're hoping to do the same thing this year if possible, but we're incorporating not only Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and 4-H together on this project. These, these three service organizations are the biggest youth organizations in this country, but they've never worked together. And last year, hmm. we got them all to work together on this project. You know, kids from all these different groups – just coming in to help out, and the day that we delivered them, we had officers from, I think, 18 different police departments throughout Mass and Connecticut come down, pick up these things. But when you see that positive interaction between a police officer and a child, when you see all these kids wheeling these backpacks out to the cruisers and the cops just talking to them, I mean, it's it's phenomenal, and it shows the positive side of law enforcement. Yeah. Like I said, two drop-offs, Curry Honda in uh, Chickabee and Pedal Through Youth, they're, they're, uh, your space 101 Front Street in West Springfield. Yes, sir. Awesome. Bob the Bike, Char- uh, bike Man Charlotte. It's good to see you. Uh, <laughs> you need some more in. sleep. <laughs> yeah, you know, I really do. We were just saying. We were just saying. We're just that we're both well, you're still, still wearing recovering. your pajamas right now, so you can just roll right back in the bed. Yeah, you know, yeah you're only. Well, I'm ready for work. I got my Costco dad pants. <laughs> you <laughs> are good. Yeah. Oh, you, need, you need a pallet full of rice? I can go get you yeah. one right now. We know, where, we know where to find it. Yeah. Bob, it's good to see you. It's good to see you guys, too. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming It's uh, 8.58 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 104.1.